Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tidewad Tech, episode 6.5, Inconceivable Irony, for the week of June 17th, 2010. This is one of our .5 episodes, so uh, it's just uh, sort of an off-the-cuff sort of thing. And uh, what got us started on this one was um, the most ironic happening possible uh, occurred to me last week. Right. Let me let me jump in and say that like uh, irony should no longer exist. It's been maxed out. This is the 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 pinnacle of what irony can be. <laughs> right here. We just, we just need to retire irony. Right. It's, it had a good run. Come up with a different word. Whatever. Ring because you've maxed it out. The, yeah. And go ahead and you know <laughs> I, I'll let you continue. <laughs> so uh, from time to time, I do speaking engagements. Um, and and last week uh, I was at a, a conference uh, for the East Texas area, uh, and I was actually presenting on fog. I was there to talk about the great open source utility that we're such big fans of here on the Taiwan Tech. And um, at the end of the day, they had a series of, of um, uh, door prizes that they were giving out, and they had uh, some books and uh, you know just various things like that. And um, and so I'm sitting there during the door prizes, and there's. 200 people there and maybe 10 door prizes. So the odds are pretty slim anyway. There's like a 1 in 10 chance I'm going to win anything. And add to that the fact that I have the worst luck ever. I never win anything except like speeding tickets. Uh, <laughs> I'm the guy who the one time in his life he ever rode a motorcycle without a helmet. He spent a week, a night in jail over it. You know, it's like yeah. if I do something wrong, I'm nailed. If you're, I do, you're Murphy. If I do a thousand things right, nobody notices. So I, I'm not giving myself much of a chance here. And so they go through the prizes, some, uh, some nice things, some, uh, uh, some not entirely nice things. And, and they get to the part where they're, um, uh, they've got two iPod Nanos with the, with the video camera ca- capabilities. I'm thinking, yeah, that's kind of nice. Particularly my eight year old has been asking for a portable music device. I thought, yeah, that'd be, that'd be one of those things I might like to win. Right. So the two t- numbers are called and of course it's not mine. And, uh, I'm packing up my stuff and they have the grand prize, the big thing that uh, everybody there. And, and I've noticed that nobody has left. Usually by the end of the day, everybody's gone and they're calling numbers over and over and over because the people aren't there, you know, ticket number, Forty six seventy five and no, no, all right. Then they pull another one. Everybody stayed for this one, and everybody stayed because of the big grand prize. And honestly, I didn't even know what the big grand prize was. I was there to do my thing. Well, the big grand prize that yours truly won was, in fact, an iPad. <laughs> I still laugh at it. <laughs> this was last week. I still laugh at this. So story. the man who has publicly derided the iPad, who has said it has no place ever, and who said that he would probably never buy one, won an iPad. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, if if you were on Apple's radar at all, a giant Apple Steve Jobs hand would have came out of the sky and made sure that you didn't get your hands on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I'm going to pick it up, uh, uh, the, the, the man presenting the conference is a friend of mine, and in fact, a Taiwan Tech listener, and, um, and, and I whispered to him as I was walking up, I feel so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and his response? Uh, he laughed and, and made, every, made sure everybody else knew what I'd said. And he said, this guy uh, is, an, is a, a, a Mac hater, an Apple basher, uh, and he's always talking about how uh, Apple products are, are, are junk. Now I'm gonna. I corrected him then. I'm gonna correct him now. I've actually never said Apple products are are junk. I'm actually very uh, complimentary toward Apple hardware and their software. It's good stuff. Uh, right. It's just overpriced, and and I don't have a place for it in my life. Right. And so, I promised you 
early on that if people started sending me Mac stuff, I would give intelligent and thoughtful reviews. I'm going to take this as the opportunity. I have I have in my hands an iPad, and uh, I've had it for uh, just under a week now, and so I'm going to give you uh, a thoughtful, intelligent review of the iPad. And then, of course, we're going to bash Apple because that's what we do. <laughs> And, and and that's a that is a clear distinction that needs to be made. I mean, where we poke fun at is more with Apple and then uh, the the Mac fans, the Mac heads, the, the, the fanboys. Uh, yeah. And let's face it, I will deride any fanboy, right? Uh, we invented Bandana Guy to represent the the Linux fanboy. Yeah, the Uber right? Linux guy. Yeah. Um, and and I will deride a Windows fanboy. We're all about doing what works here. <laughs> is there such a thing? <laughs> so, you know, what is, is the Windows, Windows fanboy? fanboy? It's probably the the corporate, uh, right. you know, yuppie. I guess would be the Windows fanboy. Well, I would say that a whole lot of guys in a whole lot of data centers are Windows fanboys. Yeah. Uh, particularly in school, where you hear, "Well, we're a Microsoft shop." Yeah, right. that's a fanboy just by a different name. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sean, before I go, uh, you've had a chance to look at the iPad. In fact, when I came in, when he came in Monday morning, I had it laying on his desk for him to, to look at. Tell me your one-off thoughts about the iPad. Well, uh, I, I laughed all weekend long because, of course, you, you tweeted about it and, uh, <laughs> my wife saw it first and she mentioned it to me and I was, I was, you know, she said, uh, Mark won an iPad? And I said, what? <laughs> and, and immediately I knew you, you'd won it at that conference and, uh, so I thought that was hilarious and, uh, but I was, you know, same thing. I, I fall in line with everybody else when it comes to, to the hype that Apple, uh, runs up is, you know, it still makes you curious. Uh, so I really wanted to see what it looked like and hold it in my hands and everything else. And this was the first opportunity for me to do so. Cause you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, beautiful, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, parody Steve Jobs here, you know, beautiful, gorgeous, uh, awesome, you know, amazing. awesome, amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, again, the hardware is, is truly amazing and, and nobody does it as good as Apple. Right. And, uh, there's a reason they, that they do that. And I think it's a smart move. Um, the device just begs to be touched. It really it's, does. It's appearance, it, it, you, you lay it on a table and it just screams, touch me, touch me. Right. And it's, it's really amazing. And then there's a bunch of apps that let you do that. Exactly. You know, you know, you touch it. And what if I touch it this way? What is it? You know, it's like you're 16 and first getting your first feel up on a girl. You know? well, I, <laughs> I'm just here to say that uh, from an OCD standpoint, it's it's a most miserable device in my life because I, I'm constantly having to wipe my own fingerprints off of it. Because right. if that smooth black glass shows every fingerprint, and I'm so rain man about it that I can't leave it. So I'm constantly wiping my own fingerprints off, thinking, if only I could wear gloves. But it doesn't work if you wear gloves. Right, and I, and I attest to that because I had seen you handling it several times, and then I went to pick it up. I saw it sitting there on your desk and went to pick it up, and I noticed no fingerprints. And that got me to thinking, I'm like, you know, did they? <laughs> is it some sort of technology where the fingerprints just don't stick to it or whatever? And then sure enough, you said, yeah, no, no, I wiped it off every time I put it down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I guess that's one of those things that probably end up driving you crazy in yeah. the end. You know, it's funny, though, is when Windows did that, right? They came out with the PC, the touchscreen PCs. That mm-hmm. was what everybody derided about them is that, you know, well, yeah, that's horrible because you're going to touch it and it's going to leave fingerprints all over the place. And uh, it's so horrible. But, you know, it, again, it's funny. Apple does that and it's 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 the most amazing device that's ever mm-hmm. graced humankind. So, uh, so just your, your thoughts on the functionality of the iPad. Uh, 
Well, I can put it into one word. It's a toy. It is a toy. Right. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you can go more in depth, but, uh, you know, it, you can play with it and you can consume media and, uh, movies on there look beautiful. They're, right. The screen is, great. is really awesome. Uh, it has a great Netflix app, which, you know, if you happen to be in a Wi-Fi area, uh, you can stream your Netflix. We've talked at length about Netflix. Right. We we're, love Netflix. We're Netflix fanboys. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's really cool. Uh, this one isn't the 3G model. It's just the, the Wi-Fi model. So, uh, it won't do me any good out anywhere. Um, and probably won't work in any hotel because most of them have such crappy Wi-Fi. You wouldn't actually be able to stream anything anyway. Right. Uh, but I was able to, well, let me, but let me digress a little bit. I get this thing out, I turn it on, and it says, please connect to iTunes. And that's been one of the complaints that people have is that you can't really be PC-less. Uh, and there are people out there who've tried to shoehorn this into the, the realm of PC replacement device. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, simply because from the very beginning you have to have a PC to activate it. Right. Now, as I've mentioned many times, I'm a Linux guy. My laptop at home runs Ubuntu Linux. I don't have iTunes. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't run iTunes. Um, so I thought, well, let's see if, uh, um, um, Roxio Media, now what is it? Uh, VLC? No, it's, I'm just blanking on the media player that comes with Ubuntu. Uh, oh. starts with an R. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I know it, it works with, uh, iDevices. So I plugged it in and thought, let's see what it does. And it came out and said, it appears as though you have an uninitialized device. Please initialize the device before we can use it. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so, I fire up my boxy VM of, uh, or not boxy, but virtual box VM of Windows that I have, because every now and then you do have to touch Windows. Right. And I installed iTunes on it and uh, ran it, and it said, this program has encountered an error and must shut down. And so click OK, and it shuts down. So now I can't, can't, I, can't activate I can't activate the device. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I finally did. I have a, another Windows PC in the house, a, window, a Vista machine, and uh, um, I plugged it in, and it worked, and it activated, and everything was fine. I already had iTunes iTunes on it because my babysitter has an iPod and she took it on herself to put iTunes on my computer <laughs> because when you own an iPad or an iPhone or an iDevice, you assume that the world should have iTunes and when it doesn't, you're disgruntled and amazed by that. Right. Um, that's I'm not bitter, honestly. Um, uh, I do have to throw in there, though, you're coming from two guys that have iTunes on their work machines. Well, I, Although you kind I of forced now. to. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't used to, but I do now. Um so anyway, I, I activated it and, uh, and everything went smoothly and, and I was able to copy over some videos. It's the first thing I did. Uh, this is the, uh, 16 gig model. Um, and I, I didn't have, wasn't sure I wanted to put all my music on it because, uh, one thing I ha- already have my music on my Blackberry. Secondly, I, I use Pandora more than anything else. Again, on my Blackberry and there's a Pandora right. app on the, uh, on the iPad, so I wasn't sure I wanted my music, but I didn't want to go ahead and put my movies on there. Fortunately, every one of my DVDs had already been ripped, thanks to my Boxy project, right. and I was able to simply just drag them over there onto it in their MP4 formats, and, and they work uh, perfectly. They look beautiful. The screen is is really uh, amazing. I think the default brightness setting is about uh, 50%, and it's fine for ambient light. Uh, I don't. I haven't tried it outdoors. Um 
But, uh, yeah, I got no complaints about its capacity as uh, a media device, media uh, uh, consumption device. Um, yeah, it looks beautiful. Right. Uh, my my one complaint is that uh, about that is on my BlackBerry I have an app. Again, I paid 10 bucks for it, uh, but it's an app that goes out and grabs my uh, MP3s or my podcasts and, and carries them with me. And I have not yet found an analog to that on the iPad world. There's a, a something called an RSS catcher or something like that that's a dollar 99 app that uh, sort of kind of does something like that it lets you know when there's something new and then plays it but i don't think it actually downloads them for you okay um, and th- and this gets right at the heart of uh one of the reasons i can't stand that <laughs> apple okay one the, you got the device and that's great and it's it's not cheap uh but it's just an in it's like a wedge into your wallet Right, with all the apps. Right, so, uh, well, this thing is so beautiful. Oh, but I can't do this, and I can't do this, and I can't do this, and, you know, I can't do these 20 things that I really need to do. Oh, but, you know, that's a couple bucks in the app store. Which is interesting because their entire uh, model in the laptop and desktop market is Macs come with everything you need. Right. And and they have the iLife suite, which for most people is everything they need, and 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 that's something that the 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 Mac character on the Mac and versus PC commercials must have said twenty times during the course of the Macs just come with everything you need, everything's there. But in in the iPad and iPhone uh, environment, that's totally the other way around. They come with virtually nothing. Well, and I want to throw out there, and if there if there's any fanboys listening right now and have already dumped five hundred dollars on this thing, uh. I'm curious because, you know, they've already, the, the iPad or the i uh, iPhone 4 has been announced and uh, uh, with its dual cameras and all these uh, upgrades from the previous iPhones. Uh, you know, it seems funny they were developing all this stuff and had all this technology already in the works and yet none of it's included in the iPad, strangely. And uh, so I'm wondering what y'all are going to do. Uh, oh, 18 months, two years from now, when they come out with the iPad with all of the, the all of the cameras and video and everything else, which and, they will. Yeah, and you're going to go drop another five or six hundred. This one might be a little bit more because it's got got some extra hardware on it, uh, and it just makes me sick because there's no reason that they couldn't have put that stuff in there if they were really forward looking uh, and keeping their customers in mind. They would be putting that you know putting that stuff into the hardware. But they are forward-looking, and what they're saying is, I can get these idiots to dump another five hundred dollars <laughs> in a couple years. Once again, that's Sean at VitaWatTech.com. Uh, what you're hearing here is uh, Pandora Radio playing King's Axe. Um, I've got it piped into the system here, um, which is kind of handy. It does have its uh, the little standard headphone jack that I'm able to, to punch into our, our mixer here. Um, and so that's kind of cool. I've got Pandora yep. again, which is my primary uh, music source. And so um, I loaded it up the other day and thought, well, this is kind of cool. I've got Pandora playing, and uh, now I'm going to go do browse the web a little bit. And wait a minute, Pandora goes away. Yeah. There's something. So let me go back to Pandora. There, there must be something wrong. Oh, okay. Now we're back to playing now. So let me go. I'm going to go uh, browse the web a little bit and. Oh, wait, I can't do that. Oh, oh, wait, you mean you can't do both at the same time? No, see, I, I tweeted uh, oh. a question out, because uh, this was a serious <laughs> question. I was in an app, and I was like, how do you close this app? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, open another one. Uh, and yeah. so that's that's Apple's answer to how you close an app in, in on the on the iPad, is just simply open another one. 
Right. And um, that's a little annoying, and one of those things that they say, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is supposed to be fixed in the iOS 4 that uh, was in the uh, uh, Steve Jobs' big keynote uh, just last week. Right. Um, but I've been promising that for a while now, multitasking. And now the my understanding of the multitasking that they're promising us is limited multitasking with with pre-approved apps that, that meet the great Steve's approval. Right. Um, and Pandora may or may not be one of them. Uh, now, I haven't tried it because, like I said, I don't have my music on here. But I, as I understand from iPhone users, you can play iPod music, uh, MP3s, and do other things. You just can't okay. play Pandora. And do other things. Oh, well, that would be very typical, too, right. then. So some things are are multitask approved. Some things aren't. Um, another of my, uh, well, I started to say it's a complaint, but it's really not. It's just a fact of the device. It is a consumption device. It is a reading device. It is a viewing device. Um, it is not a creation device. I'm a big Google Apps user, and there is no way to create Google Docs on this device. Um, it just won't do it. Just it doesn't do it. Uh, you can use email. You can compose a, a Gmail and do that, uh, but you can't. Uh, you can't open. Well, and you can open a Google Doc you've created somewhere else, but it's view only. Um, and and I don't. I don't know that I, I have a problem with that. It just it re- represents the state of what this is. You just can't create with it. Right, and that's what gets me, uh, you know, when I hear people talk about this is the innovative device that's going to change the future. Uh, no, I, I'm not seeing that yet. Now, at some point, a uh, future version, after you've dumped $2,500 on, on your fourth or fifth iPad, uh, maybe we'll have that device. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but it's certainly not this device. Now, um let me take this into the, what we're about, right? This this show is, is about uh, education and technology. Um, people are rushing to find ways to wedge this device into their school curricula. Yeah, I've seen emails that make me sick. Right, and at five hundred bucks for the cheapest unit, up to uh, like eight or nine hundred bucks for the for the the high end units. Um, and I'm just not seeing any place for this device in education because it is so consumptive and and in in school is is consumption as part of that but one of the things what what is this big push that all these people are about this year is, is creation of content and blogging and and uh creativity and and production and project-based learning none of that is possible with a consumption only device Right. Uh, it it is a beautiful device it is a wonderfully engineered piece of hardware for consuming and there is no place for that in education. This, this particular uh, conference where I won this device at, there was a two-hour session on iPads in education. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to it because I was presenting myself. But um, my guess is, and maybe somebody who was there or, or has been to things like it can correct me if I'm wrong, my guess is it was two hours of look at all these cool apps. Right. Well, and from a consumption standpoint, I know there's a human body app, you know, that goes into physiology and uh, anatomy and, uh, you know, that's great. But again, that's, that's all consumption. Right. Uh, and there's the uh, awesome periodic table of elements app for like 12 bucks. Right. Um, I'm sorry. The periodic table of elements hasn't changed in a couple of hundred years and, and a novel way of presenting it, in my opinion, isn't worth 12 bucks. Uh, right. Uh, well, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but forever 
haven't we walked into a science classroom and seen the periodic table up on the wall? Right. Uh, why do I need to pull out a $500 device <laughs> to see that? Right. Now, here's my contention. That $500 could be spent on a laptop. Right. Not even a netbook. A laptop. A full function, uh, you know, 14 inch screen, uh, laptop. Not this 10 inch slate device here. Um, and, and so let's compare apples to apples, as I'm, as I'm fond of saying. And let's talk about what you get with a $500 laptop out of the box without purchasing any software. Okay. And what you get with a $500 iPod out of the box without, iPad, without purchasing any software. Um, on the laptop, uh, you don't, you will not get an office suite. But you have Google Apps, you have Microsoft's new Live Office, uh, you have uh, all these cloud options for creation. Which is the way things are moving anyway. Right. Which do not work on the iPad. Right. Okay. Uh, you have, um, you're going to have the ability to uh, produce your media and export it in some way. You're going to have a CD burner built into that, probably a DVD burner built into that $500 laptop. You're right. going to have the ability to stick a USB drive in and load software up and export software. You're going to have a huge repository of open source things that, that you and I talk about all the time here, of these free and open source apps. Uh, you're going to be able to go out and download OpenOffice at no cost. Okay, you're right. going to be able to go out and, and download the GIMP at no cost. You're going to be able to go out and download uh, um, Audacity at no cost. You're going to be able to use the Aviary suite that we've talked about at no cost. You're going to be able to use uh, um, uh, Jam Studio at no cost. Yeah, that's what was my next one was all the Web 2.0 stuff that's Flash based. Right. Uh, you know. Oh, Flash. Right, right, that. yeah. Hey, Flash, by the You're way. You're going to have access to all the Flash components uh, on the web. Uh, one of the things that, that Steve Jobs made a big deal out about in his thing this week is native PDF support. Guess what? You're right. going to have PDF support at no cost yeah. <laughs> in, in the, 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 the laptop. So when you compare the two devices, and again, this is who we are. We are the Taiwan Tech. That's what we talk about. We talk about uh, doing more with less. Right. You can do more with less purchasing a PC device, a laptop, a netbook. For a netbook, you could spend two to $300 and get all of these things I mentioned before in this 10-inch screen form factor with a full keyboard and a, and a mouse trackpad um, at, for less. And you're going to be able to do more with less using right. a standard laptop running Linux or even the, the uh, embedded version of Windows that's going to come with it, 7 Starter or whatever that might be. You're going to come out of the box with much, 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 much more functionality simply because it allows you to do Four or five more. muches. That was much, 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 much. Okay. It was four. Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't want to exaggerate. You, you were on a quite a roll there. That was pretty good, but you're absolutely right. It, yeah, it, I tend to not breathe. I just, I just start talking. I'm sorry. Well, and it disgusts me because... I know that I speak for you in this too, is that we see it as such a, a core part of, of our responsibility to the public. I mean, we serve the public in our job capacities is to stretch those dollars as far as they can possibly go to get the technology in front of the kids in the most usable and widespread format that we can possibly do it. And this just absolutely works completely against that. And when I hear or read uh, technology directors and technology uh, administrators uh, sending emails out saying, please, somebody give me a reason why I can use this in the classroom, uh, that is that question should not even be asked. And shame on you if you're listening to this and you have asked that question. I got no problem with telling you, shame on you. You should not be asking that question. If you're asking that question, you might need to rethink why you're sitting in that chair. 
So there, there's my rant. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's Sean at thetaiwantech.com. So um, let's just talk about, um, you know, again, the good points of it. It's a great device, and I don't want to sound like I'm not Mac bashing here. I'm not Apple bashing. They have produced a very high-quality piece oh, of equipment. I'm jealous. I want one. I, right. I You know, I'm jealous of you because you but won that thing. But you don't want it enough to pay 500 bucks for right. it. Right. And a neither toy. do I. It's a, it's a high-priced toy. I, had I not won this, I would never have owned one. Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe when they hit 199 or, 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 or 99 bucks refurbed at Walmart, I would probably buy one uh, because some of the cool apps there, it's got a built-in boxy remote, which is just kind of cool. Again, I'm back to boxy. Right. Uh, it's an app you can download for free, and it becomes a remote. And, and as you'll recall, in our very first episode uh, when we mentioned the iPad, that's one of the use cases that I talked about. It was as a, a, as remote. a remote device for my media center right. that also has media playing capabilities. Or if you're, you know, if you're wealthy and have a completely wired house i mean i can right. imagine you know turning the lights on from anywhere in the house and doing all kinds of cool things like that but so one of one of my complaints about it it's a wi-fi enabled device that's really only internet enabled i can't connect to a wi-fi printer i can't connect to um an, a, a, one of my other computers and transfer files off of it all to do any of that i have to tether it with a usb cord to itunes Okay. iTunes is the only window into it. That's the only way to get video onto it. It's the only way to get audio onto it unless I go through the iTunes store. You know, it has the app store built in. So there's my two ways to do it. iTunes on my PC or iTunes on my, on my iPad. Right. But there's this whole world of, of devices that are begging to be communicated with that this can't do. And again, if you spent that same $500 on a laptop or a netbook, you would be able to connect to all of those devices. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, here's a perfect case scenario. I don't know what we pay for this netbook in my lap right now. Uh, $299. Yeah, $300, $300. I'm in the show notes, Google Docs, you know, I'm, I create, I edit them on the go, you know, I work on this thing at home and, uh, I use this to Skype. Right. Right. So there it's got a, it's got a built in video camera and I can Skype and, you know, my wife and I oftentimes use just this netbook to Skype back and forth to her family in Florida. Uh, so there's, there's a ton that I can do with this netbook. And if I had to decide if, if that iPad was $300 and I had $300 to spend and I had to decide, I would choose the netbook. And that's my contention. All of you tech directors out there, you have $300 and you have to decide. Right. If you're picking the iPad, you're picking the wrong device. Absolutely. Stop wasting my money. Yeah. Stop wasting my tax dollars. Right. And that's why I say shame on you. And I, I have no problem, uh, uh, backing that statement up because I, I really think that, uh, that it's an abuse of the position to, to make decisions like that when it's so clear cut that that's the wrong decision to make. Now, you know, if you're just an absolutely wealthy district and, you know, every kid already has a MacBook Pro in their hands and you just got money coming out your ears and you just got to figure out some way to spend it, then, you know, okay, fine. You know, uh, <laughs> but that, I think that's going to be more of your private school situations and, and things of that nature anyways. Yeah. That's not going to be tax dollars being spent. Um, well, okay, I think that covers our iPad coverage. And, and in fact, it, le- it lived up to my in- expectations entirely. 
It's a it's a beautiful device. It's well made. Uh, it's it, it's very snappy. Is the word everybody seems to use. The processor is is very high powered. It seems to be uh, well high powered for a mobile device. Uh, it, it does what it does, and it does it very very well. And that's the Apple trademark. That's what they do. It, they, they do a, few, a hand handful of things, and they do them very very well. Absolutely. Um, but you wanted to talk about uh, this, what I've mentioned a couple of times is, is <laughs> the Steve Jobs uh, Worldwide Developer Conference keynote. I have not seen the keynote, so I'm just going to be, you know, Statler and Waldorf from the Muppet Show up in the balcony yelling insults. Uh, but I'll well, just let you, you talk you about that. Well, you can help out because you can speak to a lot of this and, and some of the deeper technology stuff. And I'll be wiping uh, the fingerprints off my iPad while you do right, that. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 30 times across in a circle every time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in my underwear. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, it, it just happened to go hand in hand, right? On Boxy, uh, there shows up in one of my featured, uh, you know, shows or whatever, uh, when you first log into Boxy was the Worldwide Developer Conference keynote by, uh, Marshall Apple, uh, Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. 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 Steve Jobs. And, uh, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I was just thinking about that. Our, our overseas listeners probably won't quite get that reference, but. <laughs> Google Marshall Applewhite. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I tea or dough. I think he was dough. Uh, I think he was dough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that thing popped up there and I was like, okay, uh, you know, Mark got this iPad and here's the, here's Steve Jobs keynote. So I'll go ahead and watch it. And, uh, I didn't watch the entire thing, but I did get through about, uh, an hour and 10 minutes of it and it's an hour and 54 minutes long. And, uh, I, I didn't port the, the number count, the word count into my, my show notes, but I was keeping track of all the beautiful, gorgeous, amazing, awesome, <laughs> wonderful, uh, references. I think in that hour and 10 minutes, I probably got up to about 25. Uh, so that was kind of funny. It wasn't as bad as what I've seen in the past. You know, people had made those clips on so YouTube. So 25 in the course of an hour. That's, that's, uh, once every 30 minutes. No, that's, no, no. That's sixty Almost minutes. Almost one minute. It, yeah, it's or one every, every two minutes. Every two to three minutes. Now uh, let's keep this in mind too. Of that hour and ten minutes, Steve, I really can do math, people. Honestly, uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Of that hour and ten minutes, Steve Jobs is on there only about uh, maybe twenty-five of it. So did you count the times other people said it? No, just no, time? just him. I was just counting him. So Steve Jobs is averaging once a minute, averaging once a minute. Yeah, easily. Beautiful or wonderful or amazing. Easily. Yeah. Some superlative. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so there was that, and that was kind of funny. But uh, uh, I, I often wonder if that's planned, if that's that truly that subliminal thing that they're trying to slip in there. Um, so there was that. Um, now it, he made it, this is so typical of Apple and Steve Jobs too. Was that they they make a big deal out of nothing. Right. So they, he's one of the very first things he hits on is he makes this big deal of the iPad. It's available in 10 countries. <laughs> and I, you know, I is, is that a big deal? I mean, you know, I, I don't get it. I'm sure pork and beans has his, has him beat, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, again, I, you know, they made a big deal like that was a lot of countries. And all I could think of is I bet that's the top 10 earning countries in the world. It gets back to the kind of the elitism thing. Uh, you know, those are the, the people who can afford it. Uh, so, uh, so there's that. Um, 8,500 apps they reference, uh, on the app store and it can also, uh, work with the 225,000 apps, uh, that, uh, are for the iPhone, i, i, 
Pod. Pod. Yeah, all the other eye devices. Eye devices. Um, which you said they they play in native resolution though, so they come up in a smaller resolution. Right. They come up in in a a screen the size of an iPhone, and then you can hit a little two X button, and it'll double. It'll fill the screen, but it's pixelated. It looks like you're magnifying it. Right. Which Uh, obviously they they didn't show that at all. Right. And the iPad devices they refer to as HD. Because they're high definition uh, applications, <laughs> right? So all the apps for the iPad are listed as HD apps. Okay, okay. So, uh, so that was interesting. Uh, he did, and, and these are the couple of uh, just flat out lies that that were said in there. And it was that you know there was uh, there was nowhere else that you can go where you could find uh, two hundred and twenty five thousand apps for a device and. Uh, the first thing that popped in my head was, well, what about the internet? You know, I haven't done a, a count of how many apps that I can access from my Windows machine, but certainly if, if I spend enough time, I could probably find 225,000. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, again, they, they make a big deal and I understand the app store is one of their big money makers. Um, uh, one thing I knew that they took a cut, but I didn't know what that cut was. And, um, it's 70 30, isn't it? Right. 70 30. So they keep 30% of every, every app sold. Uh, and I understand it's their store. It's the market that they've created. So, uh, but you know, it does speak to why they push the apps so much. Absolutely. You know, uh, and why it's the only way you can get things onto the iPad. Right. Uh, because if I could go out to the internet and download things, there's no cut there. Sure. And I'm, I'm assuming, Mark, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is probably all programmed in C++. Uh, Objective C. Objective C. So yeah, I mean, if I had a way as a designer to design something and get it out to iPad, uh, owners without going through Apple and, and giving up a 30% cut, right? So as a developer, I'm, I'm locked into, I've got to, I've got to pay, uh, the big boy on the block is 30% cut. I, b- I believe that's usually called extortion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, protection. Al-, Al Capone, yeah. those kind of guys operated that way. Well, and it's a, to be fair, it's the same tactics that Amazon uses as well. Uh, right. I'm not sure what their cut is, but I'm sure it's similar. Uh, if you want to do business with us, we're going to take a hefty percentage of your money. If you don't want to do business with us, you can't be on our device. Right. And, and, okay, let's flip the coin here because I'm, I'm bashing Apple, right? But, uh, I fully understand the other side of that coin is they have a lot more control over what goes on that device and what the user experience is. So, you know, there's value to that too. I definitely see that. And, uh, I understand that's why those devices, you know, they, they tend to function better and not, you know, you're not going to get the blue screen of death and things like that. Uh, so I, I fully understand that, uh, and I, I see their reasoning for that, but you know, don't sit there and tell me that that's why it is and, and that that 30% cut really doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, so, you know, those are the type of things that make yeah, it. If it were all about curation and user experience, they'd take no cut or just enough of a cut to pay their overhead in for the, for the people, but there's right. no way they're not making a profit on that. Right. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're making a ton of money off of that. And that's okay. I'm a capitalist. Profit is a good thing. Let's just be honest about what it is right or just don't say anything you know but don't don't lie and uh, those are the things you know the glaring lies really kill me um and for some reason when apple lies it seems to be okay now let's go somewhere else windows windows lied you know microsoft lied back in the days and they got pounded for it uh, and rightfully so but uh so those are the things that make me sick is it seems like uh you know 
all the fanboys out there, even when they know they're being lied to, or well, it's okay, it's it's Apple, uh, and I just don't get that. So, yeah. um, uh, just to go on a little bit more about what was uh, just some of the highlights in there. There's 17 apps per iPad uh, downloaded already. So I wonder I, how many of those are fart apps. <laughs> Probably a fair amount. I think there's a lot of free fart apps, though, I've heard. So at least those people aren't paying money. Um, Interesting. One of my um, Apple enthusiast friends and I were having a conversation uh, shortly after I bought this thing, and I asked this person um, what some of the best apps were, right, because I – I want to be fair about this. I want to see what the best things are. And one of the things they said was uh, VNC. Uh, and so, for those of you who don't know, VNC is a remote access client that lets you uh, tap into another com- computer. We use it every day uh, here uh, at work, and I use it almost every day at home. If you've used something like logmein.com, that's probably built on the same code. Right. Um, so I thought it ironic that one of the first apps mentioned by this person was the ability to access a real computer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's the best app? Well, something that lets you access a real computer. That's the best app. Right. Yeah, so you can look through your iPad and see Windows, I guess. I don't know. So you can get to a machine that does multitask. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that, and, and that just, again, speaks to the volume of apps they're selling. And uh, it just shocks me that they, they're not maybe uh, spending a little bit or, you know, charging a little bit less for these or subsidizing them through, like, AT&T or something like that. Because that seems to be where the business is, is, is selling apps. So already 17 apps per iPad on well, average. Let's mention uh, the cost of apps for just a little bit. It, uh, it is my understanding, again, I'm not an iPhone user. This is just from uh, four years now of, of hearsay, that the standard price for an iPhone app is, uh, is 99 cents. It might be a buck ninety nine. There might be some really expensive ones out there, two or three ninety nine. Right. The log me in one was uh, what was I, that? I don't know. But, Fifty or sixty dollars. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, on the iPad, all of those div- apps are way more expensive. Oh yes, and that's what I was referencing right. was the iPad. Um, so the typical, and again, this, these are not hard numbers. This is just my overall impression: is that the average cost of an iPad app is about five bucks. The average cost of an iPhone app is about $1. Right. It's exactly the same OS, people. <laughs> right. They didn't do any more work. They had to recode it for a bigger screen. Is that worth three times the cost? Right. Absolutely. That's it. That's a very untightwad thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and perfect, you know, perfectly something for us to speak out against. It's those type of things. And, I don't know how people miss it, quite honestly. I guess it's just, you know, I, I keep thinking, <laughs> well, you can get my, you can get my email address on the website. <laughs> I keep thinking of the Apple users, the, the fanboys, the ones that just rave and just will not hear the negative, uh, side when it's so glaring is, you know, uh, going frog hunting and, and shining a flashlight in that frog's eye. And he's just not going to see anything else and he just doesn't care. <laughs> he's just going to look at that beautiful, beautiful light and nothing else in the world matters. And then you stick a fork in him and kill him. Right. And yeah. You know, so, so, you know, uh, iPad users are, do you feel the fires roasting there? <laughs> you know? Uh, because I just see these things. It makes me sick. You know, I, uh, uh, and at the same time, I'd love to have one. So <laughs> how disgusting is that? Uh, 
But, uh, okay. So back to, back to the keynote. Uh, in the first 65 days after the iPad came out, they said that, uh, 5 million books had been downloaded on iBooks. Uh, so I guess that's their book reader application. Right. And it's, it's awesome. It, it is a very good graphical representation of a book. It's the next best thing to holding a book. Right. It, it, you know, you had that kind of visual representation of pages. And I know the, the, uh, it was really neat how the, uh, the books were laid out like they're in a, a library or yeah. something. Uh, so again, all the beautiful stuff. And that's where Apple excels. I mean, they really understand that it is all about the pretty and, and people given the choice will always choose more pretty over more functional. Uh, so, uh, you know, hats off to them again because that, that's very smart. And I think there's a lot of people out there in the computing world that are missing that fact. You know, geeks don't care about the pretty. They care about functionality. And they totally miss out on the fact that users care about the pretty. Right. And as we're on that subject, that may be the biggest thing holding open source back in general. Right. Is that up until very recently, no open source project really put any effort into design and aesthetics and, and, and the artwork of a, of a distribution. Uh, and they're, je- they're getting down that band- bandwagon. And actually, I think it's maybe the iPhoneization of the country that's causing people to pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Apple's innovating there. I mean, uh, it's kind of funny now to look at, uh, uh how websites are all, uh, black now. Right. Uh, Dark themes. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, they're leading the way and they're, they're certainly changing the fabric of, of the American experience, uh, well, and the world experience when it comes to technology. Uh, and that's great because you know I like the pretty too. You know, if I can have the same exact app and but I can have it look better and you know and make a little bit more sense when I'm looking to do something, then absolutely. Um, so, uh, so that and back on the iBooks, or uh, they mentioned that the five major publishing houses uh, sales were up 22 percent based off of those those iPad sales. So, uh, you know. It wasn't a scientific correlation, but, you know, in such a short period of time to get that significant of a boost in, in sales, okay, you can bring... Yeah, that's 2 million devices downloading books, most likely books you already owned. Right. People were probably getting the digital version of books that they already had. Right. So, uh, so just, you know, that was interesting, and I think, again, it speaks to the fact that it's a consumption device. Um uh, they, he made a big deal out of the fact that you can now view and read PDFs. PDF? What is this thing you speak of? <laughs> yeah, PDFs. Well, apparently, uh, the iPad is the first device to be compatible with this brand new format PDF, I, I think is. <laughs> let, me, let me Google that. PDF, portable document format. Apparently, there's this format by which you can create a document once and every viewer has the right. same view of it. I, I'm I'm not sure I understand. I've never yeah. seen this. So can before. you imagine like every device in the world could open that and and read it? That would be pretty impressive. Would. I wonder if yeah. there's anything available like that on the on the <laughs> PC. Well, no, he just said it's the first one. So, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, and that that's a stretch. He didn't say the first one, but it was kind of funny to make such a big deal out of supporting PDFs, which was invented so that every device on earth which already can does. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I would be embarrassed. I, that was something I wouldn't even bring up. If I was Steve Jobs, I wouldn't, it would just happen and I'd just hope nobody noticed. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're finally getting around to PDF support. Uh, but again, that's just Apple. Uh, they did the same thing with cut and paste. Oh, the, I, the iPhone, you can find, you can cut, you can cut and paste on the iPhone. You can How move text from that? one application to another. Right. And at that point, when they had done that, you know, I'm sitting there with my five year old trio in my hand going, 
uh, I, I bought this and was able to copy and paste the first day back in 2002. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> back in 02. Right, right. So, uh, you know, those are the things that just kind of make you laugh when you're watching these, uh, these, these well, let's, keynotes. let's, let's skip ahead here and let's talk about that trio just a little bit. I, I'm, I'm a former Palm user. Right. Now a Blackberry user. Uh, you're in the same boat. You moved from Palm to the Blackberry. Now you had, you were uptown. You had the palm that could make phone calls, right? You had the trio, right? I had the trio um, six hundred and fifty, which uh, at the time that it came out, which I'm going to guess that was o two o three, was the phone. Right. I mean, it was light years ahead of everything else. Uh, the thing I still have it in my bag; it still works today, right. flawlessly. Now let's talk about the app. Uh, environment. Uh, Apple didn't invent the app. Uh, right. Palm had apps long before Apple had apps. They didn't have an app store. Um, Which so, we we've talked about because I was on Sprint with my trio and I don't know that it was a, the Palm App Store or if it was the Sprint App Store, but there was an app store that I could go to and, and get free or pay for apps. Right. So uh, so uh, on my none of the Palms I ever had had that, but I never had the phone. Right. I only had the kind that you had. To, the only way to get to it was through the PC, uh, and 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 so that's how you did it. That, um, I can't remember ever having done an over-the-air download uh, onto my Palm. Uh, my later ones that I had, the Tungsten series, whatever, had Wi-Fi capacity. Uh, but that that's a device that is was an iPhone of its day right. and and was, was awesome and had all these, quote-unquote, innovations. Like, by the way, I'm pretty sure you could read PDFs on yes, a Palm. Yes, you could. Yeah. I, I could on the trio, yeah, at least. I had one and did it all the time. Right. And... Um, you know, and I also had VNC on my palm, by the way, so I could uh, access a, a, another uh, computer. And, and uh, oh, and I could multitask. I could actually have one app running in the background. And while the you others. could create a Word document or a spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> um, and these things, by the way, came with the palm. Right. The, the documents to go that allowed you to create Word documents came with it. You didn't have to pay for it. Right. Now, you can get that same company, DataViz, has documents to go, and it's an app on the iPad. But it's not a cheap app. It's, uh, well, it's not a free app. I, I forget how much it costs. Yeah. But I think it's 10 bucks. Uh, but, again, there's there's functionality you have to pay for there just to catch up with every, where everybody else was five, seven, eight years ago. Right. Absolutely. And that's what makes me sick, you know, because when you listen to these keynotes and if, if you're not a frog looking at a flashlight, uh, these things just glaringly pop out at you. And I wondered about, you know, as I look and I saw him staring out across this room full of developers, obviously smart people who know computers inside and out. And I'm thinking, how can these people? I couldn't even comfortably stand up in front of that audience and say some of the things he says because they're, obviously lies um you know i can understand if it was a bunch of users if it was a, a room full of consumers yeah you're selling something you know and so i could see him trying to get away with that but uh but you know they're obvi- they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them either so uh, I, it was just this funny thing to watch you know know that that was going on in that room um there was just a few other things in there. Uh, he, he referenced the latest Nielsen numbers on, uh, on smartphones, which was very interesting. And he went from the iPad, which was a very short portion of that. And he went into, uh, uh, the iPhone four. Okay. Uh, uh, and I was more impressed by that. I think the iPhone four is a huge step forward and, uh, kind of made me cringe for the future of other phones. Front facing camera, video conferencing ability, limited right. video conferencing ability. 
uh, faster processor, uh, SD card storage. Right, micro SD, uh, which amazed me because we've talked about in the past how uh, Apple's been against being able to introduce anything into their computer uh, because it's a way in, right? Uh, so I was a little shocked to see that. Um, I, I'm kind of curious to see when it comes out, you know, have they somehow limited what you can do with that? Right. Uh, you know, maybe it's a one way only. You can only write to it. You know, you can't read anything from it. I, you know, who knows? I'm just, it, it was really shocked to see that. Outside of that, the device itself was amazingly designed and Amazing. built. And beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely. And ag- again, you know, wonderful. uh, if I can win one at a conference, I would love to have it. Uh, you know, or, or if, if my job happens to offset that cost or something, then sure, I, you know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend $500 or surely it's probably not even going to be 500. It's probably going to be $700. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, those pricing plans are available, uh, uh, for what AT&T would be if you're available for an upgrade. I, I think it's around 300 bucks for most people. Yeah. So that's, with you a know, your commitment. Uh, that's, that's getting a little bit more ballpark for a device like that because it right. was, it was pretty amazing. Um, and, and some of the new tools that it has, you know, uh, it, it always had the, uh, oh, the, not the motion sensor. What is it? The, uh, accelerometer. Accelerometer. You know, they've always had that, but it's now got a gyroscope built in. And, uh, so you can walk around 3D objects and it, it doesn't come across in audio, but to see Steve Jobs uh, demonstrate it was Pretty cool. Yeah, so you've got your now, you, you had the accelerometer from the beginning. They added the magnetometer later uh, for compass purposes. Right. And now they're adding a gyro to that, a gyroscope. Right. And then uh, he mentioned the other sensor was a light level sensor, which uh, I think has been there all along. Uh, so that was that was pretty amazing. Uh, but, you know, we talked about, and he mentions that it does HD video. And uh, <laughs> kind of funny that they're coming out with the device that has, does HD video and uh AT&T just ahead of that uh, cut cut off uh, right. unlimited data plans. When people are going to be dealing with larger data files than they ever have before, uh, AT&T has cut away, uh, eliminated the uh, uh, unlimited uh, data plan and introduced a tiered package, uh, which most people applauded as saying, hey, I can save money. You may save money today, but in years two and three of that contract or uh, that you go with, uh, I don't think so. I think you're going to end up. I think AT and T made a, a capitalistic move there, and it right. wasn't. They weren't looking out for their customers, especially if you if you end up with a, a new iPhone, an iPhone right. four in your hands, uh, shooting all that high definition video, and you can edit the video right there on the phone. Pretty amazing stuff. They have uh, iMovie for iPhone now. Uh, and then, but they also say, you know, and you can share it. Right. And, and so, uh, well, if you live in the United States, you're going to be sharing that on AT&T and, uh, and, and you don't get unlimited data anymore. So, uh, again, kind of a funny thing going on in the background. I'm really curious, you know, we have listeners in the UK and in Australia and, uh, I, I'm wondering what, uh, worldwide users have experienced as far as that goes. You know, if you get your hands on an iPhone, what network are you using that on? And are those, have any of those networks taken uh, those preemptive strikes to to do the same thing uh, kind of would confirm the conspiracy. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was that. He, he goes on and on, and I think primarily the whole keynote was more centered around the uh, the iPhone, the new iPhone coming out. So, 
that's pretty much it. Uh, All right, so that that's where we'll wrap it up. That's our, uh, I'm not going to say in-depth look, but it's certainly a more uh, full-featured look at, at the iPad and and uh, um, some rants on, on Steve Jobs, as, as Sean is so fond of doing. Um, so, again, just to sum up, wonderful device, beautifully made, highly functional, has no place in school. Right. That's my assessment. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. So. All right, so let us know what you think by visiting our website at thetightwadtech.com. Uh, leave us some feedback in the, the comments. Uh, it's, every show has show notes that I post on a blog. It's a WordPress blog. There's comments there. Let us know, uh, comment feedback on that one. You can t- send us an email. Again, that's Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at the Tightwad Tech, and I'm Mark, M-A-R-K, at the Tightwad Tech. Let us know what you think. Um, and, you know, if, if you think we were too hard, let us know. And, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of eating my words. If, if, if you can show me that I was wrong, uh, well, and show you, me the killer app for the iPad and education, and I will get behind this device. Right, and and you've only had it for a week, so let's understand that you know you've had it for a week. I've only laid hands on it a few times, so yeah. If we're missing something out there, let us know. But uh, it, it's it's got to be something hidden, you know. So right. So uh, thank you for listening to this uh, .5 episode. Uh, we've got uh, next week episode already recorded because we're sort of doing things out of order because I'm going on vacation next week. So it's going to be a good one. I encourage you to listen to that one. Uh, as well, of course, I encourage you to listen to all of them repeatedly. But uh, that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Let's let's tease that a little bit. The uh, 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 next week we'll have uh, Doctor Doug Green on, who uh, made a blog post regarding uh, uh, should there should be... we get rid of technology directors? Right, right. Which was his blog post, and it, it, it there was a lot of response to the blog post itself. Uh, somebody in the in the Texas technology uh, arena. Uh, or education technology arena found out about it. Uh, Texas uh, technology educators uh, went round and round about that post as well. And uh, so we're honored to have Dr. Green on with us next week, and it's going to be a great show. So that'll be next week on June 24th is when that one will hit. Right. Yeah, and like like you said, already in the can. We're just going right. to uh, hold off and release it while you're in Branson, Missouri. There you go. <laughs> the Las Vegas for hillbillies. <laughs> and your second year going. So, so that's gonna, right. So any yeah. any Taiwan Tech listeners in Branson, hey, let, let me know. We, maybe we'll do a tweet up and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll go do something geeky. You might want to let Branson know ahead of time that you're going to do that, just to, so they can, <laughs> so they can handle the volume. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if nothing else, I guess we'll, we'll uh, call it a show. It was a good one. Thanks for being with us, folks. And for now, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off.